0: 4, and we'll look at verse 15 and 16, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. The word says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I know most of you have heard the story about the little boy that went to the store and he saw the manager nailing a sign up, Puppies for Sale. And the little boy said, well, how much are you selling these puppies for? And the man told him, he said, well... He didn't expect to let any of them go for less than $50. And the little boy said, well, he said, I have $3 and I think 37 cents. And uh, he said, can I look at them? And the owner called and the mother puppy came, dog came with all the little puppies following her. And um, then there was one limping puppy. He came limping. And the little boy said, well, what's wrong with this little doggie? And the vet said, well, this dog is missing a hip socket. But he'll always limp like that. The little boy said, well, that's the one I want. That's the one I want to buy. And the store owner said, no. He said, you don't want that little dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. The little puppy was damaged goods. The boy grew close to the owner's face and angrily said, I don't want you to just give him to me. That dog is worth just as much as all the other puppies, and I'll pay the full price. In fact, I'll give you my $3.37 now, and I'll give you 50 cents a month until I have him paid for. The store owner said, no, you don't want that dog. He's never going to be able to run and jump and play like the other little dogs. In response, the little boy pulled up his pant leg to reveal a badly twisted left hip supported by two steel braces. Well, sir, he said, I don't run quite so well myself, and the puppy will need someone who understands. The writer of Hebrews tells us That we have a high priest who cannot feel, who can feel. Amen. We have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, of our weaknesses. We have a high priest, the Bible says, who was tempted in all points as we are. You might say, well, how could Jesus have been tempted with the same things that I'm tempted with? He was. He was touched with. Everything and anything that could ever touch us. What a Savior. What love. What love. It was a love for you and I. It was the the compassion that he has for you and I that hung him on the cross. Amen. It wasn't the nails, but it was the love. Amen. And because of the word of God, we have we should have confidence to approach God's throne. Go before him. Amen. The Bible says that we can come boldly before the throne of God. I'm so glad that Jesus opened that door that we could enter into the very throne room. I'm so glad uh, that we can walk right into the very throne room, into the very presence of God, uh, and we can bring our petition, present our petition, our need before him. Oh, my, what love. Praise God. So we know that we can receive mercy and we can find grace to help in time of need. Amen. You know, we have a Savior. We have a high priest uh, who has been there and done that. You know, from the day that he was born to the time that he was crucified, he was touched with everything that mankind could ever be touched with. He knew what it was to be lonely. He knew what it was to be sad. He knew what it was, uh, amen, uh, to have darts come his way, to be rejected. All these things that we feel sometimes disappointed uh, in people. He knew all of these things, but I'm so glad because he overcame. He made us overcomers. He overcame all of this, uh, and he made us overcomers. Amen. Uh, We're kind of like the little puppy, you know, that we talked about. Um, You know, we were born with a defect. We were born in sin. The very nature of mankind, amen, is sin. We were born there because Adam and Eve sold us out, didn't they? Amen. They relinquished all of the rights, the God-given rights uh, to the enemy in the Garden of Eden. But I'm so glad uh, that God made a promise. Uh, I'm so glad that he made a covenant with us. Uh, oh, what a covenant relationship that we have. Uh, but I'm glad that he came uh, and he paid the way uh, that we might enter in uh, back uh, where we were in the garden amen uh, that we might have all the benefits that we talked about last sunday uh, of the cross of calvary praise god praise god hallelujah but jesus who became sin that we might overcome sin paid the full price for us he purchased us limbs and all He purchased us for who we are. Amen. Oh, he knows our makeup. He knows our ups and our downs. He knows the beginning from the end. Amen. Oh, he knows our weaknesses, and he knows our strength. He knows all of these things that we have problems with, all of these things that we try to overcome. I know the enemy will come at us. He'll say, well, you just don't have enough faith. You won't overcome this. Look at what's going on. Oh, look at the track record. Of somebody else that went through this. Uh, Oh, but we can look at the track record uh, of our Lord and Savior, uh, our example, amen, uh, who went before us uh, and he was touched uh, and he has compassion upon us. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, He became sin that we might have life uh, and that we might have it more abundantly. Praise God, praise God. Philippians 2 7 and 8 says, but Made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Hebrews 5 and 2 says, who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Jesus, our high priest, as we said, as we read, was touched with the feeling and he is still touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Uh, the Greek word uh, that's translated uh, as touched with the feelings is more than knowledge of human infirmity. It's a feeling. It's a feeling, amen, If by reason of a common experience with human beings. He experienced all of these things. Remember when he was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness or led by the Spirit into the wilderness and how he was tempted of the enemy? 40 days and nights. Remember how the enemy came at him. But thank God he overcame every time because he came against the enemy with the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. And you know what? It's still written today. And that word still holds power. That word still holds authority. We still have dominion when the enemy comes at us. And we can say, Satan, the word of God says, I can to do all oh! Uh, through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, The word of God says uh, ask uh, and you shall receive. Uh, It says seek uh, and you shall find. Uh, Knock uh, and it shall be opened uh, to you. Uh, He says I'm willing, uh, I'm able uh, to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, Oh, but we have the word. Uh, Thank God we have that living word. Amen. Uh, And we can combat uh, the enemy uh, no matter what his tricks are, no matter what his schemes are, uh, no matter what he's trying to pull us down with, uh, we can take that word uh, and we can overcome uh, and defeat that enemy every time. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We find in Hebrews 10 and 34 that, the comp- uh, well, talking about, <laughs> he has compassion on us, Amen. He has compassion on us. Hebrews 10 and 34. Let's look at that. Thank you, Jesus. I had another message until the, about 15 minutes before I left to come here today. And the Lord just dealt with me. Amen. About this one. Hebrews 10 and 34. There we go. <laughs> Amen. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance is that all (laughs) praise the lord thank you jesus glory be to god that's why i'm not quite okay yeah this is one of my favorite passages of scriptures and the whole bible amen hebrews 10 34 you know what let's back up just a little bit and read a couple of verses before that um well let's just read on down for ye had compassion of me in my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance cast not away your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after have you've done the will of god you might receive the promise amen for after you've done the will of god you might receive the promise But this place tells us, uses the word compassion. And I'm so glad that we have a compassionate God. Amen. So we know that um, we have a God that knows what we're struggling with. He loves us. He has compassion on us. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, it says, Surely he's borne our griefs, and he's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him smitten stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That scripture is powerful. Amen. That sets the tone for the whole crucifixion, everything that he did for us. Amen. He was wounded. I know I shared with you some things that the Lord had led me through and my family through, you know, the last uh, few years, the last couple of years or so. And um, the Lord literally spoke to me. He said, did I not tell you that I would bear your griefs? Did I not tell you that I would carry your sorrows? Amen. And he did. He felt that. He felt all the things that he has brought all of us through, everything that touches us as we read. Amen. Praise the Lord. But here it says compassion, amen, in this um, scripture. And then we can look at some examples. We have one little woman that was called, the Bible says, she was called in the very act of adultery. She was an adulteress. Nobody would have anything to do with this woman, but thank God, Jesus came. Amen. Thank God he came. So we read uh, the story about the little woman who falls into the category of damaged goods. There's so many damaged goods. You know, you can drive down the street and you can look up on the faces of people and you can see pain. You can see how they're troubled. You can see how they, there's so much worry upon their faces. And I, I catch myself doing that often. People are hurting. People have been damaged, amen, whether it's that because they were born in sin or because things happen along this journey, but people have been damaged, but I'm so glad that we have a loving Savior. He takes us like we are, amen, as we are, praise God, hallelujah. Anyway, this little woman was uh, brought uh, to Jesus and... You know, the Bible says where sin abounded, did grace then grace much more abound. And I'm so glad for the grace of God. Praise God. Anyway, uh, we find that Jesus had mercy on her. He had pity on her. He forgave her. And he told those people, he said, let the one without sin be the first to cast a stone. Well, we know what happened. Not one of them could cast a stone. Amen. But Jesus is willing to get his hands dirty. He didn't mind. He didn't mind. The Bible says that when, you know, he was told what to do and what should be done with this little lady, he just knelt down and he started writing in the sand. We don't know what he wrote. I've heard other people talk about that. Nobody knows. Because the Bible doesn't tell us what he wrote. But when I was studying about this, you know, it was talking about how he didn't mind just writing in the sand. Maybe dealing with the same dirt that he made man out of. He wasn't afraid to deal with people that men called dirty. Amen. And he wants to touch his people today. There's another story, and I won't go into detail, about a little guy named Mephibosheth. That's one of my, another one of my favorite stories. I love Mephibosheth. Amen. But we know that Mephibosheth was wounded. His nurse fell with him when they were fleeing from the army. And he was wounded. And he was wounded for life. He was wounded for life by someone that loved him, someone that was taking care of him. And um, we know what happened. Most of us know that story about Mephibosheth. Anyway, um, all the others um, at that time, um, all those loyal to Saul who sought to escape were slaughtered. And they all died by the sword except uh, one child named Mephibosheth, which means shameful one. And doing um, the confusion and panic of fleeing from the nurse, fleeing from the men, the nurse fell with him and wounded him, and he was paralyzed. Amen. And she managed to escape with him, but he was permanently crippled. He was destined to grow up in obscurity, crippled physically, crippled emotionally, and crippled spiritually a sentence of living death, had been pronounced over Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was the descendant of the anointed one of Israel, yet he exchanged the truth of his position for the lie of the circumstance. He had come to believe that his present life had to be changed because of past failures and tragedies. He felt like he was chained to his infirmity. Amen. He was living in Lodabar. Lodabar means dry and barren. So many of God's people today are living in Lodabar, where it's dry and barren. It seems like there's no water. It seems like there are no answers. It seems like there's no life. But I'm glad today uh, that God has made an escape. Uh, Amen. The dwelling place of lack. Poverty, dryness, desolation, sickness, all of these things. Uh, It was a wilderness. It was like a desert. Amen. It was like an empty field with no sowing and no harvest. Nothing was there. Nothing. Living in the land of nothing. Lodabar was never intended to be a destination or a dwelling place. It had become Mephibosheth's prison of emptiness and isolation. It wasn't a life. It was a living death. And the only way out of Lodabar for Mephibosheth required that a prior promise be remembered and a cherished covenant be fulfilled. David sent the invitation through Zeba, but Mephibosheth had to move from Lodabar to the place, the palace, in order to claim his blessings. Sometimes we have to make a step forward. We have to move forward. Amen. I'm so glad that Jesus came to deliver us and to set us free. Amen. This little guy had been wounded. He had been maimed by one who loved him and one who had the responsibility to care for his life. Amen. I know many of God's people today, there are so many hurting people out there. Amen. So many hurting people. But I thank God that we have a Savior that's touched with all of the infirmities of every hurting person. Amen. Amen. And you know, just as the king sent word to Mephibosheth that there was a way out, that he could sit at the king's table, that he could enjoy the blessings of the king. He could remain who he really is and should be. But God sent him word. So today I feel the spirit of the Lord is saying to a people here and there, at home and abroad, I deal with people overseas quite a bit. There's one minister right now that I've been dealing with. He's been hurt. He has a uh, church over in India, and um, he's been hurt. He's kind of been the bar. And we have to reach out to them. We have to encourage them. We have to tell them, hey, that same God that you've been serving, the same God you've been talking about, the same Jesus uh, that rescued you from sin and death. Amen. He's still with you. He's right there. And he wants to rescue you again. Amen. So we don't have to live or hide in fear. We don't have uh, to be hidden away. In some Lodabar where it's so dry. Amen. Because you know what? There's a river of life that's flowing today. There's a table that's been spread. Kind of like the old song. Where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people come and dine. There they'll find their heart's desire. Bread and fish upon the fire. And he satisfies their hungry. Every time. Every time. Every time. One more. I want to mention Simon Peter. Simon Peter did not knowing Jesus. And he cursed the young lady um, who had figured him to be a companion of Christ. Remember that? He cursed her. But thank God grace had already been activated on his behalf. And remember after Jesus was resurrected, and Sandy, I know you remember this. We talked about this down at Brother Nick's, way down in Grand Calle. And um, it was so real to me. But, you know, when when um, he met Mary at the tomb, and he told her to go and tell the disciples uh, that he was alive but he said you go tell the disciples and peter amen i'm so glad that he included us he included us amen in the great plan of salvation praise god but you know what peter was a damaged property he was damaged goods at the time but i'm so glad that jesus loved him so much and that he forgave him because he was one of god's disciples he was one of god's amen but anyway. I just wanted to encourage us today. You know, when a store receives damaged goods, Sandy, you can tell us about that, they have to put them in a box and send them back to the manufacturer, don't they? Amen. That's exactly what has to be done because they can't put them out on the shelves and sell them. Well, anyway, I'm glad that we have a manufacturer today. And they can bring all our damaged goods to him. We can bring ourselves to him. And we can present others to him so that he can bring healing and health. Amen. I believe today that he's calling in all the damaged goods. He's calling in all the people that's been hurt and maimed and left for dead even. Amen. He's a good Samaritan. And he's still coming by the wayside. And he's still picking up those that that have been thrown aside and left for the dead. Amen. So today, I just want us to be encouraged knowing that no matter what state we're in, spiritually, emotionally, physically, Whatever the state is today, we have a manufacturer, amen, our creator uh, that wants to touch us. Uh, He wants to speak life into us uh, spiritually. He wants to speak life into us physically. Uh, He wants to bring healing to our bodies. And I know some of you, I know what some of you are thinking. Uh, Well, I've been praying and I've been praying and I've been praying and I've had people pray for me and we've fasted and we've been on the prayer line and we've done all of these things, uh, but I'm still battling. I want you to continue battling, amen. I want you to continue applying the Word of God to you. I want you to ask God to help you to understand how much God loves you, amen. And once we can comprehend comprehend the love of God, amen, then it's so much easier for us to receive what God has for us, because He loves us.